feel? Alright. <laughs> we just uh we're talking about fasting. Yeah. Just cause our last pod and then our new guest, we were uh he was asking questions. He's very and, intrigued about and funny, the we, whole fasting thing. We didn't even have answers to his <laughs> questions. So we're like, oh uh, yeah, you know, it's good for you. <laughs> yeah, but that's why that's why you like doing it. You Terrible spokesman for, <laughs> for fasting. It uh, kills anyway. some stuff in your body. It does but something. I just it kills this thing in your body and like you know, it prevents cancer yeah, and what's heals you. <laughs> it does something. Helps you lose weight. <laughs> all I know is I have to have breakfast. I no eat, way, you're I eat oatmeal like five or six days a week. Oh, wait, you can eat oatmeal at 1 p.m. I eat oatmeal. I can eat oatmeal for dinner. So we're not saying don't have breakfast food. You can have breakfast you know what's crazy? Oh, I yeah. see what you're saying. I right. love oatmeal, and right. I always buy oatmeal. Right. And then I forget to make oatmeal, and it expires, and I throw out the oatmeal. I love oatmeal. <laughs> I haven't had it. What, do you do overnight oats? No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I do uh, just straight up. S- just straight up in the package. Add some hot water. Okay, so see, I, yeah. I buy the steel cut joints, and like you gotta sit there for like ten minutes. Oh, and you're wait. doing real stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to do work in the morning. Right, I right. just need a cup of coffee. I heat up the water, coffee, oatmeal. Nice. You know, Fuck. I normally get up and start my day about five forty-five or six a.m. Ah, so I need that when I'm early. Oh, yeah. Flying through all those rising. emails, just eating my oatmeal. Do you drink coffee? coffee? Yeah. Okay, lo- yeah. love that. Glad to hear. Yeah. Coffee drinkers. <laughs> all right, that was a beautiful start to the pod. What's going on? <laughs> welcome back to Fourth Meal, welcome, Eric welcome. Deluxe and DJ, DJ five. five. Man, this guest, known him for my entire career. Yeah. In at least f- from the radio days. Uh, if you grew up in LA in the 90s, early 2000s, you know who this guy is, legend, um, still doing it. And I just came to his event a week ago, a week or two ago now, um, and I was Downtown, so inspired. Yeah. So I, I, I always wanted to get him on the pod, but I have learned it's always best to ask people yeah. in person. Just like, don't give them room to say no. <laughs> that should look fun. To <laughs> make it so awkward. You're having yeah, a blast yeah. that yeah. day. Because <laughs> think about it, if you text someone, they, they can think of so many excuses right. oh, yeah, or right. reasons to not do it. Or just it. not even respond. Or not right. respond. <laughs> right. But in person, he's just like, dude, I'm down. But actually, he was it. like, yo, I actually heard the NGV one. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah I checked it. out the oh, NGV. So I was in. Richard Vision, welcome yeah. to the pod. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Also, I know you don't like Humpty, but Richard Humpty Vision. And I remember, well, dude, I don't know if you remember, but one day I, I was like, yo, why did you drop? Like, I personally was a big fan of the name Humpty. Too. Like, it just sounds so cool. Richard. It sounds like a boxer. <laughs> Floyd, <laughs> Money, Mayweather, you know, like fucking. Richard Humpty Vision. Yeah, there you go. It's like a boxer. Like, you right. had that one nickname in the middle right. between the, 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 the first yeah, yeah. and last. But. We got rid of it. We I know. You it. said you're, you told me. So I asked you, you were like, my sister gave me that name and I always hated it or something. No, right? no, no, no. The program director at Power gave me the name. I thought you said oh, your sister said. gave no, you the name. No, no, no. The program director. I was going to start mixing on Power 106. Rick Cummings? No, before Cummings. Before. This okay. is right before Cummings. And he was like, all right, we're going to have you start mixing every week on the radio. We got to we got to give you a nickname. We got to snazz up your name. <laughs> and I was like, OK, now, mind you, at this time, there was only one other person. What year is this? This is 1991. Okay. The beginning wow. of 91. Was Power, I, I want to like really go <laughs> yeah. there. So was Power 106 a dance station? Was it new? It was was a, it a, they, no, they so just Power flipped? 106 started in 1984. 
came on board 1984 and took over Los Angeles. Playing dance music? Playing dance music. So the way Power 106 broke in, and I just had a conversation with Rick Cummings about this. Uh, Power 106 started off as a top 40 radio station trying to compete with KISS. They weren't getting anywhere, and it was called Magic. They weren't getting anywhere in the ratings as Magic, and finally somebody came in and they're like, what do we do? We can't compete with KISS, our, our ratings. And somebody came in and said, ah, I looked at this, uh, this uh, population scope. Do you know in 10 years, uh, Los Angeles will be a majority Latino? And they were like, let's program for them. They went out to a club. They saw kids dancing a freestyle. They added freestyle that Monday, changed the name to Power 106. And I can tell you, I've never seen anything from being a kid in the streets and hearing like all of a sudden it was Stevie B on the radio. You were like, oh, they're playing the music that we play in the clubs. And they just became the biggest thing on the planet. Especially because back then you didn't have access to the music. No, there was no access. Like hearing it on the radio, it's like, damn, like I don't have this CD or cassette, I'm guessing at the time, right? Yeah, there was no access. So they were like, they were were playing the music that we were playing in the clubs. So, uh, and, and playing remixes that we didn't have access to. So it was like, they were on another level. So when I got there, um in 1990 i actually started off as an intern were you djing at the time i was djing in the streets but i started i started off at power as an intern okay just answering phones for free i didn't let anybody know i was a dj i was just and then uh they had a research department and in the research department this is hilarious we'd cold call people and play them songs that we're playing on the radio with a little cassette yeah. and get them their feedback. Yeah, yeah. I remember this. And they would determine crazy. how, if they should bump up the songs, you know, in, in rotation and spins or bring it down, figure out if a song was burning out. There was, cause there's no internet. That's crazy. So this was the only feedback that they would get from actual listeners. That's and insane. That's I became crazy. assistant research director at power and this is all before anybody even i didn't go to anybody here's my tape let me mix on the radio because i saw everybody else doing that and they were getting shot down because there was only boris and chris so finally boris and chris were the on-air people at the time boris and chris were the mixing djs mixing djs they were the only ones that mixed on power for about six years okay nobody could get in that's it that was it they were god nobody can get in I was the first DJ to get in after Boris and Chris had it locked in for like six years. Is it because they left or they just included you? No, uh, I won't get into the specifics of that. Uh, (laughs) But let's just say I had an opportunity to uh, Boris went on vacation. And so first mistake, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it always goes down. That's why I never go on vacation. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't go mistake. on vacation. Yeah, so no, he funny. went on vacation. He had an understudy that he, uh, that was going to replace him. And they were, they were mixing live from the palace, which is wow. now called Avalon. Yeah. And it was live wow. on Saturday nights. And so the music director, he had heard some of my tapes and stuff like that. He said, hey, man, we're going to give you a shot and let you mix on Saturday nights. So when we when we went to go do it, 
I was playing like at midnight to two, but they thought on the radio, the better guy would play earlier because it's, you know, it's 10 to 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was like, I'll take the 12 o'clock slot. This Hell is yeah. the one I knew the club yeah. was going to be jumping. That's the headlining club spot slot. That's the spot. Um, and what I did was they were doing like about 700 people every week at the time. And I asked them like, is it okay if I print up my own flyers? um and do some promotion and they're like yeah so because i came from the house party scene mm -hmm. i came from doing my own clubs like at the casa with my boys so i knew how to promote so within four weeks we went from 700 to 1500 wow and so that was kind of like and they're like you know i would go on it'd be like a roar it'd be a party and in the first time this is actually pretty funny the first time uh i was supposed to mix and this is talk about a career left or right um they were doing it off of like you had to pick records that they would play in rotation and they're like all right richard you're gonna play this r&b record and this record whoa, and whoa. this record and this record and i was like damn at midnight damn so you still had to follow so, programming but this is what I did. I walked into the music director and I said, hey man, I appreciate the opportunity, but if I have to play these records at midnight, that's not the way to go. I don't think these should be played in mix show, to be honest. And he looked at me, he goes, wait, you're gonna turn down an opportunity of a lifetime based on the choice of records? And I said, I just don't think it's right. I don't think that's what you play at midnight. I don't think that's what you play on Power 106 in the mix show. And he goes, you know Boris and Chris are the only ones to mix and you're the first person to mix besides them. And I said, yeah. He goes, well, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna let you play whatever you want, but if I don't like it, it's your last time. Wow. So wow. I knew the records to play. I knew if I was gonna play like uh, pop type of records, I'm gonna play It Takes Two, I'm gonna yeah. play Debbie Deb, I'm gonna play Lookout Weekend. And I knew those were records that everybody knew. In the club. In the club, but then I can also play in my house in techno. Mm -hmm. And then that just opened the doors for me wow. from day one to play yeah. whatever I wanted to play Dope. on the radio. I feel like a lot of people don't realize how, how uh, powerful it is to hold your ground and, and stay true and believe in stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of people just be like, well, I want this opportunity. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then it makes you look bad and not, right. it doesn't make the program director look bad. It makes you, cause you're the one playing it. Yeah. Right. They're like, what the fuck is Richard playing this R and B song right. at mid? Like, lack, you know, then they're gonna play, people don't yeah. know the, the, the behind the, the politics, scenes stuff. Yeah. yeah the politics. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but it's so powerful to like hold your ground be like, yo man, like nah. And, and then at one point I'm assuming it was an older gentleman. So he has to believe in what you are saying because you're the young guy in the demo. No, no, yeah, and it changed. The dynamics changed right after that. And then they started asking me which records they should add. Yeah. Nice. So I started basically adding a record on Power 106 every week. Wow. Oh, wow. They'd be like, what's your biggest record? I'd be like, Robin S, show me love. All right, let's yeah. add this record. And I just started adding records. And, and another funny story is I started, I went to this reggae shop because i got into like dance hall reggae that i would like to play like two songs before i would go on at the club and play all house and i found this reggae and it just said spanish reggae and i went oh reggae in spanish 
and it was El General. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. wow. And I started dropping that in the club and people started screaming. So then I brought that to power and they're like, this song's in Spanish. And I go, it's my biggest record. They go, but it's in Spanish. It's not, nobody's going to get it. And I said, just trust me. They added it within, I think, five days. It was the number one requested record. Wow. Crazy. That's a joint yeah. too. So I had, I had a, you know, so it's at that banger. same time, when they, when they were giving me my first five o'clock slot, I was going to start mixing at five o'clock. That's mm -hmm. when they wanted to change my name. And so they what were, were like, you going by before I was just Richard vision. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was, was Richard. The, the yeah. First. That was the first. And so he's like, we're what is vision your last name. No, it's so actually, that was already your nickname. So vision. Okay. And when you're growing up in high school, you have a crew. Our crew was called Vision. Got it. Oh, so okay, yeah, it'd be yeah. like, that's Richard from Vision. Yeah, that's Mondo that's from like Vision. ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah same yeah. thing, same thing. So, so then they wanted to call me. He literally looked me in the eyes and go, how about if we call you Fab Five Freddy? Whoa. <laughs> now imagine, no now I'm <laughs> just sitting there going, what are you talking about? But this is my first opportunity to mix prime time on Power 106. Like this is like five o'clock. This isn't this isn't mixing on at Saturday midnight. nights yeah, or yeah. anything at midnight. And I was like, "There's already a Fat yeah. Five Freddy," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, but we're in L.A. Nobody knows him." Wow! And I'm like, That's "Crazy!" I'm like, "All right, this guy is this guy is either out of touch, or he's on crack, or both." <laughs> right? So he's like, "All right, we'll come up." If you don't like that name, let's put something in between the Richard and Vision. And he's sitting there and he's going, Richard, Richard. And he goes, Richard, hum Richard Humpty Vision. Richard Humpty Vision. And I'm sitting there. And now, mind you, this is the first time I've been in this guy's office, just me and him, my first meeting. And as you know, your first meeting with a program director oh, yeah. where they're controlling everything. You're just oh, like, yeah. man, don't say anything wrong. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. And he goes, what do you think of it? And I said... I don't really know. And he goes, well, we can call you Richard Humpty Vision or we don't have to call you at all. Oh, and I went, what a dick. And I went, Richard Humpty Vision sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of back, even though That's funny. I was okay. like, but he said something in this. He was right. He goes, trust me, when somebody hears this name, they'll never forget it. Yeah, I and love it, man. he was it, right man. with that. He yeah, was he was right. right. I've known that name since it's the 90s. It's so catchy. Yeah. But just imagine growing up with your boys. Like it, it's it's sounds good all together yeah. it's fun to say it's catchy you'll never you're right and never forget yeah, it what year, so what year is this this is 91 91 so Richard all of a sudden my name changed yeah. on the radio so then like you know my friends are like why are they calling you <laughs> on the radio that's weird when, uh, like Humpty. your boys don't know your you're boys like don't know. they're like did you come up with that nickname and i'm like no i did not man it's just it goes just it is, it is what it is i think because maybe Humpty, yeah, Dumpty, I was thinking the, the Humpty uh, was, Dance or something. Was, that was or a, Humpty Dance, yeah. Humpty Dance. He must have got like, it from in the, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, or what's the yeah. little egg? The Hump was, oh, Humpty Dumpty. No, I think Humpty I Dumpty. think it I had think it was to do. Dance, with, yeah, I think it had to do with Humpty. I don't think he was that innovative. Okay, so <laughs> he was trying to steal some rapper's name yeah, or the way just, he did the. That's probably like, like a nineties radio thing, right? Because there was like remember two Doctor. Oh, there was Doctor Dre. There was Doctor Dre in New York on the radio. Yeah, but they never changed the name. He kept it. Yeah. Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. Maybe somebody yeah. told him there wasn't a Dr. Dre on the West Coast. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I feel like he, well, no. I want to, who, who do you think was first? Because Dre's OG too. Yeah. They were yeah. around too. All right, so now uh, you're like, fuck it. I'm going with it. And then you get your five o'clock shot. And that was, that, I think that for me, that was the game changer 
was because now I had prime time and I Who set the precedent of being able to play whatever I wanted to play. So I would go on at five o'clock, do this 20 minute mega mix and just play whatever I wanted to play. Wow. They didn't so make I, you follow any programming? No, at the time? not at all. But I knew, I knew like, okay, I can't just play 20 minutes of unfamiliar stuff. So I figured out how you're to- you're so used to dance floors anyway. Yeah, so I figured out how to weave it in, but play the new stuff and then play some unfamiliar stuff. But I think a lot of programming directors don't realize that we deal with dance floors anyway. And like the, our biggest fear is someone walking off the dance floor. Yeah, so we, we I, when I first started on the radio, I had that same mentality. Yeah. Like you don't, even though I was following the programming to the T cause I was new too. So I, yeah. my bro, my A's were like Alicia Keys, my boo. Right. Like just non mix yeah, show yeah. stuff. And like, I would have to throw them in and then like find a way to get back into the groove. And it's just like, God damn, but you know, but yeah, like I would always be afraid to choose my recurrence. That's where we had kind of freedom and also a couple new records. But like you would know what's hot. Yeah, you would right. know like, all right, I know this works at the club. Let's slide it in. And then you sandwich. It's all about like sandwiching shit. Like you get a you get a new record or a hit new record recurrent. Like you never play a new record with a new record yeah. or a new record even necessarily with the kind of familiar it always has to be followed by a hit or a very powerful like recurrent which was See, like a I, hit six months ago i don't shit. think i thought in that terms because that might be newer programming yeah i didn't have those terms play a recurrent yeah yeah yeah. i just programmed a mix i would just do mixes that i thought were dope but made sure i always came in with something that everybody knows to get everybody on the same page I was not thinking of like, let's play some old records. I just, cause I didn't, th there wasn't that terminology for me yeah. at that point. Like they didn't say, here's a recurrent list. Here's this list. I didn't. There probably wasn't many recurrents for you to play at the time. Like it, it was such an early right. yeah. era of like yeah. a new genre where yeah. like, like what's a recurrent to show me love back then? Like, right. uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're right. fucking you're Egyptian right. lover. Right. <laughs> but I think also too, they had, they, they're also liking uh, the fact that I was coming in with something new and something fresh and it didn't sound no, like anything sure. else. And, and it worked. Yeah, it, it worked. That who was, was yeah. when you did your mix, who was hosting the show? Uh, Joe had? the Boomer Cervantes. Wow, I definitely remember yeah. him. He was the man on, on Fridays. I'm guessing the PD gave him the, the, the nickname the Boomer. Yes, <laughs> he did. Absolutely. <laughs> Nowadays, boomer yeah. is that the name you want? I, yeah. I would love for him to give me a nickname. Just as, just curious, give me a boxer name. A boxer name. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so at a certain Eric point, Love Delatore. At a certain point, I was able to uh, drop the name when I felt in my career I did. What year did to, you drop the name? Man, I was early two thousand. So I couldn't. I wanted to drop the name for the longest time, but I was putting out mix CDs, and when you put out mix CDs you get a spot in tower records warehouse records you can't change your name no oh, wow. you have the yeah because you're slot because all of a sudden they said oh you're just gonna go by richard vision then you're gonna have your next cd is gonna be over here and the label would be like well nobody's gonna see your old cd so they were like if you want to put out a mix cd you have to put it out as richard humpty vision so that kept the process a little longer until i was done with mix cds well, and I was like, what yes. was the process of uh what year did you put out your first cd I think my first C, my first 
I put out an illegal mixtape called uh, This Is A Test Volume 1. Okay. I think that was 92. In stores or just kind of? It was in a uh, mom and pop store. Yeah. Okay. So I, I had met uh, Bad Boy Bill in 91 or 92, and he was putting out mixed cassettes in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so we started talking. I'm like, how do you do this? And he kind of. How did you meet him? Uh, he booked, I was in a group called The Movement. Okay. And we had this techno record called Jump. And he had booked up The Movement to perform at his club. Uh, Dude, I, I was just with, in. It's funny, I was in Japan and somehow Dre Sinatra, do you know Dre Sinatra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow he was bringing up stuff and he started showing me your guys' old music videos right. as the movement. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy. yeah. We actually, I, I actually, crazy, we got, uh, we got signed by Arista Clyde Davis. Wow. It was like, OG. A, it was OG flown out, not knowing what the major label was. Uh, so Bill had booked us up. We got done performing. He starts DJing and I'm like, oh shit, here's somebody that mixes like me. Like he's mixing quick, he's doing shit. I'm like, this guy's dope. And we just kind of exchanged numbers. Uh, I sent him one of my mixes and he was like, oh shit, you're kind of doing, and he was mixing on the radio. So uh, he started kind of giving me the insight of how to put out a mixtape. Cause he had already done, I think he was in this, he was on number six in his series. Mm. at that point so i put out this is a test one and i just put it out in record stores like like the exodus records the mom and pop yeah, records yeah. and um and i put out this is a test two and then i put out my first legal one i think was uh this is my house and that came out in 92 or 93. wow yeah so, what was the cover of this is my house because i remember the covers the rich revision yeah. shit bro like i remember the the yellow track pants with the adidas and see that was the... drop that beat <laughs> That was this is my house was I think I'm wearing Oakley's. It's fucking wow. terrible. And I got a and I got a, <laughs> a goatee. Uh, yeah, I got a goatee. Uh, handlebar. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> wait, amazing. wait, so when you say a legal mixtape, is that like put out through a label? Yeah, put out through a label and oh, license wow. the songs. So this is funny. Me and Bill had a uh I'm not bullshitting a one week conversation for about a total of fifty hours on the phone determining if we should try to do this legal, because once we did yeah. one legal, we could never go no, back. No, no turning There was back. no going back. So, uh, you know, we talked it, how do we do it? And I did the first one between us. And then he, and it was really great. And this is what, you know, we still, it's amazing that we still work together. And- Because I'm assuming you don't get royalties from the legal ones. Yeah, or, well, you or get, did the well, label just give you guys a, a fee from doing the mix? You get a fee and you get some, a little but, bit of, but what we did was we set up our own companies. Mm. So I didn't go through a label. I set up my own label and hired people to license the songs. Oh, wow. So it was like, and back in those days, that's, you know, that's a $80,000 investment yeah for a kid from east l.a that yeah. doesn't have any money yeah a lot of money you know what i'm saying yeah, no for sure so uh, we both learned a lot of what was the label name what do we call the it was vrg mm. i think and i did vrg with aqua boogie with uh my record my more of the music label side yeah. mm. and um that was a big learning curve really learning business learning contracts you know you have to call up strictly rhythm i want to license this song oh give us 
a $2,000 advance. Uh, how about 500? We're only playing 36 seconds of it. You know, wow. it was, it was a Damn. big learning curve in, in marketing and figuring wow. out the, the, the whole thing. And so, and it was just me and Bill just kind of passing on this information to each other. Wow. And then we eventually, you know, it's crazy because people would ask, well, how did you come up with house connection? It was Classic. planned. Me and Bill were like, you do two, I do two, and then we'll do one together. Wow. So it was like in the works like three years before day, four years. Day one. Yeah. Damn. House connection. That that CD is so I mean, obviously, that's the reason you guys just performed two weeks ago. Yeah. On that stage, 30 years of power tools. Because Bill was not part of Power Tools. Bill was no, he was one of our he was one of the first guests on power tools that was not from los angeles okay so we started power when tools power, yeah we actually started power tools in like 91 we called it the 30 year anniversary because i didn't want to come out and say hey 32 year anniversary yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. it just didn't sound sexy yeah 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 um but he was one of our like first guests that wasn't from los angeles okay and did you so damn 91 was like when you, everything was happening for you yeah. yeah no 91 was a year that I started mixing regular on the radio. Uh, I put out how, how how long after your first five o'clock slot till you started Power Tools? Uh, we it started around I'm gonna say like six months after. So yeah, yeah, quick. So six. So I went in with the idea for Power Tools to the regime that gave me the nickname Humpty, and I was like. Hey, I have this idea. Why don't we do this show to play all house and techno? And you know, the guy was like, "That's a great idea. We're all being fired in three weeks. Tell the new people." Wow. Oh, and shit. I couldn't under. I was, what do you? What do you? He goes, "We're all gone." And I didn't understand. I was like, I walked away going, "I don't even know what that means. We're all gone." Like, and sure enough, three weeks later, here comes in Rick Cummings. Wow. You know, woo, and I'm like, holy! They just wiped everybody. Was the out. first. Was the first power Emmis? Yeah, it was or always Emmis. Or, no, or, or did it flip out because Emmis bought it? No, you know how usually that's no, a Emis, new company buys yeah. it and then they wipe clean house. No, Emmis. So Emis, they just fired the old yeah. staff. So the ratings, And he assumed you were going with them. I didn't know what was happening. I just knew people weren't there anymore. And Rick Cummings just basically came in because it was a flagship station. And he came in to like, all right, let me understand what's going on with the station and then hire out. Did he, he had a previous radio background? He had, he always overlooked the programmer. He was programming president for him. Oh, okay, got it. So it's like the head honcho, instead of him just hiring somebody to replace him, got it. he, he said, came in, in and, you know, got his hands dirty. Got it. And I think he started liking it for a while and stayed probably stayed longer than what he had ever planned to. Mm -hmm. But he it was just that important to him. Man, you know, he's a guy, too. State. Yeah. Legend. No, legend. And yeah. so I had my first conversation with him and he was like, all right, this sounds like a great idea. Let's start it this Saturday. Oh, wow. That's and dope. I'm like, all right, cool. Who's going to host it? And he's like, you. Wow. I'd never talked on the radio. Wow. Ever ever never wanted to talk on the radio that's kind never, of my story <laughs> never thought i should talk i definitely didn't think i should talk on the radio yeah, and and i was like well he goes who should host it i said let's get joe cervantes or somebody he's like does he know house and techno i go i don't know do you know house and techno yes you, you host, host it. it wow 
And that's how it started. And honestly, we started the show. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought, because I was like, when I listened to the first episode, I'm like, this is not going to last more than six months. Mm-hmm. There's no way, because we're playing all unfamiliar music that just came out that week. What time was yeah. the slot? The so- slot was two to four. Okay. So I was so like, kind of, it, it, it's always been the same. I remember growing up, like I was the, yeah. my first, I don't know if you remember, but, but, uh, me and Sife, when we first got a shot to try out, we tried out as DJs for like three months. And now, and I remember being kind of upset cause like years down the line, like someone gets a tryout at like 5 PM on a Monday. And I'm like, the fuck I had to go on. <laughs> it was so Sife and I would take turns for like three months. One would go on after Power Tools and one would go on after Friday Night Flavors. Oh, that's fine. And we up. would rotate. So <laughs> I would literally be in there. Right. I think Fluffy running right, the board. Right. Fluffy used to run the board. Yeah, yeah Fluffy run the board. Yeah. And, and luckily, like Power Tools wasn't like a live taping. No, no. Friday Night Flavors was. Right. And at night, you get no, bro, you know everything's commercial break. So at night, no one's paying for that. So you would get like two to three commercials right and j-rock would be in there setting up all his draw and like taking his sign he didn't care. he hated us he <laughs> hated us he would just look at us like mad like who man you motherfuckers are gonna come on and play alicia keys my boo any fucking way right and he would just take his time and like right. and i would get on and and fluffy would have or whoever maybe ernie for friday night flavors would have to hit a song from the from the system mm to give us a chance to set up because we were all on yeah. vinyl but he's setting up all shit and uh yeah bro and then coming in uh after power tools it was easier because we'd come in early and like right. practice because right. the, the mix room would be empty yeah and that was like the best shit but yeah i, I remember so it was always two to four uh no and then we moved we got we started doing 12 to four okay uh when we started uh broadcasting live from the dome okay so we kind of moved was slots. I think we started broadcasting from the Dome in 94. Um, yeah, I think from like 94 to like 96, we're broadcasting Man, live. One of my biggest regrets, bro, is the Dome was before my time. Right. But one of my regrets is not going to the anniversary, the Born and Raised, the Dome. Oh, oh yeah, that was, that yeah. was. Rest that, in peace, Sponto. Yeah, yeah. Rest, rest in peace, Sponto. Yeah. I mean, um, that, that was man i wish I, I was out of town and i was seeing everyone play i was like god damn man i wish i was there but i wish i wish i just to get a t-shirt right no the energy was amazing inside that building uh and it's still which crazy it's still the same owner to this day uh sure. still the, the same, same owner same owner same sound system almostly you would think like insomniac 80s. or someone bought yeah, it right he will not sell wow I get that's a whole me, that's a whole podcast yeah on its own <laughs> I love that though but I can just tell you he has been offered life changing money will not sell good for where him. is the dome at the Avalon oh no it's not at Avalon, Wait, Avalon next was- to Avalon Avalon's a dope wait, which club. One? Florentine Gardens is right next oh, to Flor- it oh Flor- okay the dome was at Florentine yes. wait 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 okay I got confused the one you said you were broadcasting from avalon before no 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 no. okay no 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 that was early yeah yeah that was early what was that called before avalon it was called it was called avalon it was called the palace okay okay so the palace and the dome i got confused okay yes so florentine garden yeah okay okay, okay, okay. yes 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 yes. um 
which is why it makes sense why the anniversary was yes, at Florentine. Yes, was at Florentine's. Okay, okay, and, okay. And the owner, who is still the same owner today, he said something that was so profound to me. Um, and I won't give, I, I don't want to give out the, the dollar amount that he's been offered uh, for his, but it's life it's light, it's beyond kids, kids, kids. Oh, wow. Like generation. I mean, the, yes. It's because, bro, like, a, it's a massive space. It's in prime Hollywood, yep. like so, like a Walmart can go there. Anybody, so, and he and he said something. He said, he said, if you were offered that amount, and you could never work on music again, would you do it? And I was like, no. Damn. I would, because I, I love what I do so much. There's not a dollar amount on it. And he is like, I love having my own space in Hollywood. And he knows he can't get that again. What was his name again? I remember his, his name's name. Kenny McKenzie. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. he's the same. He, I, I met he opened the club in the 80s. I rocked with him in the 90s. He's still around today. Oh, yeah. It's I, crazy. I met him. It's crazy. I remember I remember um, I DJed at Florentine a couple times. And I but my earlier memories I never made it to the dome, but I would go to the edge. Do you remember what? the edge? No. So the edge was power, power 106's hip hop party on a Thursday. Oh, that's right. And it was right. Vice, yes. E-Man, yes. and yes. Echo. Wow. Yes. And they would always bring in artists. Right. So I would go with Echo because I, I, he was like my early, like one of the early guys I knew. And, and I would come with him and like the locks and Missy right. and all like just ill rap rapper yeah, Busta. Yeah. Everyone would be there performing on the Thursdays at Edge. And you know? get anybody because of Power on Six. Yeah, they yeah. were. So yeah, they, bro, anyone they, in town. E-Man, yeah. they were, they, especially back then, bro, like the labels and the DJ and the artists, it, it was like, yo, it was such an insane relationship yeah, because right. that was all you yeah. had, right. radio. Right. There was no streaming. There was yeah. no nothing. Like I need to be in with these guys that are playing shit because right. like, so, bro, every artist went to anything that That's a label dope, said man. they had to go to for this DJ, for that DJ, for that DJ. That's dope. So, yeah, I remember those those early days at the Florentine Gardens. Do they still operate now? They still operate now, but like not private um, events and stuff. right? Yeah, just more private events. It's not a regular place that yeah. is that is open. So when we went, you know, uh, when we did the dome anniversary well not anniversary but we did that dome night with born and was raised. that was that wasn't an anniversary party no it what was, was just, it? just a, a night no it was sponto had reached out to me sponto and uh sour milk had reached out to me and sponto was like hey man let's do a party together and we just kind of clicked and me and him just all of a sudden started having these like two hour conversations on the phone, just wow. about marketing and branding and life and stuff. And he eventually, he goes, Hey, he called me up one day. He's like, I know where I want to do the party at. And he goes, let's do it at Florentine gardens. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm that, no, that place, there's the sound system. Mm -hmm. It's old. I said, let's, you know, let's do it at Academy. Let's do it at, all these other cool, you know, are not even cool, but just more up-to-date yeah. places. State-of-the-art. State-of-the-art. <laughs> there you go. And he was like, he was like, no, we have to do it there for the culture. And it's important that we show the new generation 
this location because they'll never walk in those doors That's and we true, also man. give the older generation a chance to walk back in That's those dope. doors and like i was like all right let's and do know, it and i know not to cut you off but i know like we've had a lot of conversations you and i and i know you you typically don't like to go backwards like you no. don't like reminiscing you don't like that's why you were like get rid of this humpty sh shit yeah. this is now you know i always like to look forward um but it was cool because i was doing it a twist with with born and raised with sponto i'm telling you man it they had a different super cool yeah they had a different you know look on it yeah for sure uh so it wasn't like i'm just going back and reminiscing and it was a really really special night walking into there but like that night we brought in sound we brought in lights we had a build vip booths because they don't do bottle service yeah so we had to build the club out Damn. and it was it was an insane amount of work but it was worth every they like shut the doors right like it was like over capacity oh yeah shit. yeah we hit we turned away i think we turned away like 2500 people <clears throat> oh shit that's yeah. a lot <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was a crazy night so was it whose idea was it to call it the dome oh it was it was it was him it was, it was sponto so did you know him prior it, do it at yeah. 14s and call it the dome yeah you yeah, knew him did you know him prior to like before they reached out no no i didn't know sponto i was aware of born and raised yeah yeah uh, but i didn't know sponto personally and was he was he uh going to the dome when he was young? Yeah. no he was too young okay so, so that's same, why he's so for him it, yeah for him it was super exciting because yeah. like I'd never been there, but I heard it on the radio. Yeah, yeah. So he's why. So he had different energy looking at yeah. it, as opposed to me. I'm like, God, I'm going back to Florence. Yeah, probably older yeah. siblings. Like, like you know, probably like so it. the energy. But once he sold me on it, uh, it was really dope, and we and we did some really cool marketing. And I, they even ran commercials on Power 106. He's like, we gotta, we're gonna run five hundred dollars. Just I'm like, why? Because we you are. have to. Yeah, we have to. Who voiced it? Yeah, I did. Oh, he so had me voice. This is how he sold <laughs> me. So good. He goes, I need a 60 second thing for a voicemail because we're setting up a party line. I'm like, wow. all right. So I did it for a party line. Oh, we're going to use that for the Power 106 commercial. I'm like, oh, Dude, that's, that's so that's good. What, what was the bed? I put like three songs. I don't remember what the songs were, but... Because, you, you know, know bro, get a Power, of it. Power 106 had the most legendary nightclub spots because right. you had the upbeat music. Yep. You had that voice, whoever was vo voicing it at the time. And then you would have like the ill tag at the end. Power 106 reminds you not to drink and drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bro, it's just like, it's so, but it, man, it brings me joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, I mean, you know, and I'll cherish, you know, those times working with Sponto because just a i learned so much from him and he was just so like he would tell me all the secrets of like born and raised yeah bro like he'd be like oh we actually do this and this and this and i was like oh i'm gonna apply that to certain things and then he would pump me up he would be like bro you understand that you kind of are a genius at branding and i go I'm, i don't know i'm not a genius he goes is power tools still around how many brands have been around for this many years and i never looked at it that way yeah. bro and he, i'll tell you and he outside, was like you know i've i've 
told you like bro just everything you have always done is legit like legendary like it's not it doesn't it, i don't see like now this shit is old like even like the power tools logo i remember yeah. asking you like bro i need a power tools shirt with the logo because i think at one point you were trying to change it oh we changed the logo for years but it's like man and then i brought it honestly it really came back with that night uh that we did with born and raised because Sponto was like, yo, let's use the original logo. And it just started coming back. And I was like, you know what? There's something magic about that logo. It's so raw and so wrong. And like, like my boy like did it in like 91. It's just, and then I was like, all right, there's something about having a dope brand and you could change things around it, but some things should stay iconic. It's like yeah. um, the bad boy logo yeah so so deaf logo right like these are just cartoon characters someone drew yep. right and like 100%. they're not great drawings but no. they're in such good logos like yeah, they you just captured, don't forget yeah, them they captured a time and, and power period. tools has that like power yeah. tools has that logo where like if i had like a coach jacket i would want that shit on right. the back right and which it's, we should make some <laughs> I think I right pressed shirts for you one time. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you here. did, you did for yeah. uh, when we were doing uh, during COVID. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah, brought yeah, me like some that. wine in, yes. as in, in exchange. Yes, yes <laughs> yeah, yes. I remember that. Um, but you know, and it's crazy that you know that event was amazing, and and then we had the opportunity, of course, to do um, the thirty year anniversary, which was. Honestly, it was the city that just approached me. It was a city and a company called uh, We Are Happy. Yeah. And they're like, yo, the city's doing a series of concerts and they want to do a Power Tools thing. And yeah. I was actually going to do the Power Tools 30 year anniversary at a club. Mm. And I was like, well, I kind of have this concept. And they're like, yes, we want to go all in. And I was give us a budget, your dream lineup. And uh, so, you know, we put together something and then I hit Bill and I was like, yo, Bill, are you down to do this? He's like, ah, we got to do something different. Let's do a back to back set. And I was like, all right. I go, you know what that that entails? Because mm -hmm. when me and Bill work together, like people don't Sounds realize connection. that 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 set, we probably worked on that set for about two weeks. Wow. wow shit. It was a lot of hours. I was work. so I'll tell you a, a story. I was on the couch. I was in Vegas the night before mm. I was on the couch and I was aware of this party and I right. wanted to go, but I was so tired. I didn't, I drank more than I was, I, I wanted to cause four <laughs> colors. That's what you do. No, four <laughs> color, I, I told this story, four colors. I, I was like trying to stay sober this right. night. He shows up, ended and up with over, a yeah. minor hangover, right. nothing, nothing t too crazy, right. but like enough to be tired. Right. I'm on the couch and I'm talking to Izzo, which you met that night and we're like, should we go? I don't know. I'm kind of tired. I'm kind of down, but kind of tired. And then like, literally I, I saw the fire and I saw you guys were on at eight 30, which is all I cared to see. And I was like, it's like seven. I was like, fuck it. I can show you the text. Right. Fuck it. Let's go. So we went, I got ready, drove. Uh, he has a studio in downtown. So right. we, we met there and then we took an Uber to, to the venue and I was in the Uber and I was like, man, I wonder what the set's going to be like. Cause like, I know Richard doesn't like playing like older shit. I, I, I'm curious to hear. And bro, when I got, and you guys did such a good job where it was both. Right. Like it was nostalgic and new, like even like a new version of, even if it's like show me love, for example, right. or something, you know, like right. 
it was so well done bro i was i was literally i got videos of this shit. no you look lit <laughs> it was uh you know we wanted to do a 30 year perspective mix so we were like all right let's pick out our favorite songs like the late 80s the 90s 2000s 2010s and some of our favorite songs that are out today, today yeah and kind of figure out a way of how to make it not like oh they're just doing classics and now they're just doing new and now they're it was like well how do we blend this all as one yeah. and make it seamless yeah and that that took a lot of uh time i was of, i was uh, hoping to hear record. tetris at least <laughs> <laughs> there was only a few you know the hard house records i mean there's only like tetris is maybe one of them yeah what, uh, honestly i only that? like five what's your thought of that whole hard house because I, I started djing 98 right that hard house era was like the biggest shit right and 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 where i grew up i was like i loved hip-hop right. but i was playing all the local parties in wilmington here right. or there so i was right. collecting all the hard house house like every i was um even like progressive shit right. was coming in imports but i was playing buying everything but it was at one point bro where i loved the like hard house and that you see and like even like later like the abstract right. records abstract. were putting shit like yeah. mark v poogie bear went to, later to abstract and everything they put out was just insane so what's your thoughts on that era because i feel like i, I didn't, don't I didn't, i'm not you were when I'm, i was getting into hard house yeah. you were already onto the next yes shit. i was onto the i i i bailed on hard house uh I'm going to say soon, sooner than most people, because uh, I started touring around the United States and going to other countries. And I started realizing, all right, this hard house stuff is really in L.A., Chicago, yeah. maybe some Texas. Like it was very it was pockets and it wasn't. And I started seeing like house, regular house was more global and and not that I dislike Hard House, but a lot of it uh, was produced. Like if you go back and listen to it. No, I did. It's and out of key. Everything's <laughs> out no, of key. No, not only is out of key, it's distorted and it's 180 BPMs. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this shit is crazy. There's a couple of records that did come out that I did like. Like I like uh, uh, Pullover by Speedy J. Mm -hmm. I think that's cool. There's the stuff that CZR was doing was yeah. always in key and just really dope. So there were some records that I do like, but like when we're going back through the, you know, like what songs are we going to play? We're like, I'm not going to play a record that's out of key. Like mm -hmm. this is just not right. It just doesn't. You never got yeah. into hard house, huh? Five? No. Yeah. Nah, five was like the backpacker. I was super backpack. Yeah. So. He was cool. He missed that. Yeah, yeah. Good good for you. <laughs> he missed that. But what I did like about what I, one thing that the hard house did do, it created an energy um that first there was techno mm -hmm. and then there was a void of that energy and hard house Kinda filled that it. void yeah. that techno it sounds very yes, techno yes. yeah it was inspired by techno and you know there's stuff that you know dance works did back in the day so you know we had when me and bill were like which hard house records are we gonna play we had like a folder of 20 that we both said okay we can these are which, not out of key or anything which ones did you end up playing remind me i think we played groove to the beat we played panzer sagging Pan oh yeah uh, that Pants was that was a good yeah, yeah that that's a good, a good record uh did you, you guys didn't play this is los angeles no 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 i played that last time okay. um 
And I think we played uh, the Speedy J pullover. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, we try to, you know, we No, you did a good job. I, I was very, I was like very satisfied with right. getting a we, taste of it. We wanted to give you a taste. We wanted yeah, to give a taste it. of some of the classics. And then we wanted to like, there's a couple of records that I don't think people saw coming, like Creep. There was, there's this whole era of house music from 2000 to about 2006 that really didn't get any radio play that are some of the dopest records that have come out in house music. Some of my genre. favorite time yeah. uh, records, I think, fall in that era were like, uh, um, what's that Armin Van Helen record? Um, he had so many. Hold on. Um, there was one where it was like, by the way, speaking of during, during the pandemic, my streams, people would know me to play one record and I would play it all the time and it made me very happy and it made people very happy oh, yeah. and it was your record. All right. And I think I texted you. Yeah, this. you did. And then you had, all right, bro. You, had, you had people like hitting me, like bring that record back, it's bring that record insane. back. Bro, it's such a great message. Great. Like it's just a great vote, uh, top line, great beat. Everything about it, it still sounds so good today, bro. You want to know something fun? When I did that record, I couldn't even play it out. Why was that? It was just Why? too mellow. Uh, I was like, at that point in time where music was out, I wanted to do a real, that was my version of a real house record. And like, I could bear, like, it wasn't a big record when it came out. Like, I had other records that I had put out that were like big records for me. That was like probably my least at the time response single that I've ever put out. It, so listening to it today, it kind of has that same um, vibe as the uh, um, kind of like world hold on kind of like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that like, kind of yeah. that feel good, yeah. inspiring, uplifting type of message. Yeah. But with the good beat. Yeah. yeah. With Devin A killed the vocals. I mean, and and now it's it's a trip. It's it's bigger today than back then by far what's the other record i'm thinking of man i'm on you're probably thinking of uh someone recently redid a, a version of it too oh ma p did uh ma p did what's one did he do of armand it just came out like two weeks ago armand has so many songs i, I mean know. his it'll come and to the me styles like changed too like yeah he's one person that has been able to to transcend times and and right now, I mean, the music he's putting was, out is hot. Was, was All Right on the same album as Shut the Fuck Up and Dance? Yes. I want no, you no, 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 no. It was on Damn That DJ Made My Day. Okay. Which one was All Right? Or? Yeah, All Right. Okay. So what was uh, the, the one that's stuck from that album, if it wasn't All Right? Uh, I, the, my singles, I, I put out, I did a remake with Rosala of Everybody's Free. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That, massive. That, yeah, that did pretty massive. Um, is that the one that got you? Didn't you get a Grammy? Or that was a Madonna? No, no, the Madonna remix is where I got nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, yeah I yeah, remember that. Was, that. that was down the line. So, yeah, Ma P did the I Want Your Soul. That's not the one soul. you're talking about, though. No. That's not the one I'm talking about. Fuck! Funk Phenomenon? No, no, no. no. He's thinking, I think you're thinking. Every time afterwards. I hear Funk Phenomenon, I think like of Power Wolf. It was in that era you're talking about from <laughs> yeah. the 2000 Is it the one with the rapper from the UK? It didn't have a uh, rapper. No. Um, no. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 2000s. Um, oh, okay. I'm tripping. I'm thinking you don't know me. 
But that's oh, 98. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's no, Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 but that, to yeah. me, like, that, oh, my God, I love that song. But, yeah. Okay, 98. The, yeah. Well, that's why I had, because um, we had never, ever had Dwayne Harding out in L.A. that I knew of. So when we put together the anniversary party, I was like, all right, I want somebody to perform from the 90s that hasn't, that I couldn't remember. And right when I hit Dwayne, he was in, because that song, You Don't Know Me, is iconic. It's oh, just, he performed that. Yeah. See, I missed it. You missed that. And then we Damn. had Luciana perform. Oh, yeah. Um, and so Luciana's your artist or was? At yeah, one well, point? not my artist, but, but an you artist. worked with her a lot. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we did I Like That together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we to bang that in Vegas. Yeah, yeah that's a great we continue one. Yeah. to put that's out still, records. That could still work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I like that still. I the like vo Her that. vocal still goes down. I put that acapella over stuff all the time. But let me just tell you, this anniversary party, though, is like at that level i've never co-produced a party at that level it's one thing do it in a club and you kind of know it's a lot easier and you're dealing with a thousand people or 1200 people but trying to put together an event for Man. six thousand people i i will tell you that that was the most work i've ever put into one thing probably wow. in my career wow it was that much work of that much detail what did, of having to overlook what, everything. What did you guys have? Because I know the city has that stage already. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys add stuff to the stage? Yes. They didn't have that light show. They didn't have, we had ah. to have them bring an extra sound. I had meetings for the lights because they were more set up geared to artists performing concerts. Right. Yeah. Right. So I had to like, yo, we have to bring in flashes. We have to bring in this, you know, and you know, meeting after meeting and finally the guy was like oh you want it to look like a rave <laughs> and i'm like you mean i could have said this two yeah why did you just say so <laughs> yeah. you want to oh you want some okay we'll put we got some all lasers. that storage yeah he's some like cryo. oh we'll bring some lasers we'll bring this we'll bring that so you know uh but just uh, just the promotion the how many artists we had that day man, and awesome, man, man i want to thank all the artists that played from robbie rivera to angie v to tony b i mean just uh the, yeah cyber yeah, suda boys we also brought in the new generation which i thought was very cool with the hideout guys and the cyber suda boys and it was just and it all came together David delano uh, was yeah nice delano him. swedish eagle who wasn't oh shit. i don't crystal. think yeah crystal swedish eagle i don't think is dj'd in like two years in LA playing house music. When did so, he come into Power Tools? I think he came in uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Because I was co-hosting. I started off co-hosting myself. Then I brought in Tony B. Tony, me and Tony B rocked for about six to eight years. And then Swedish Eagle came in and rocked with us for like 16, 17, 18 years. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. And for a while, Swedish Eagle became the voice of power tools yeah because his voice was so dope it'd be like let him interview people um, uh dj koki still has the most legendary swedish eagle drop does he and he plays it to this day just no way dj koki pump it out <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's dope it's, like, it's so good pump it out yeah dj koki pump it out <laughs> but what's cr what's crazy now is that you know now we're on sirius xm and and right now we're reaching a whole new audience. Yeah. Cause you gotta remember power tools was an LA based thing. It's not on power but, anymore. No, it hasn't been on power for like six or seven years. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, and was there a gap 
Did you bring we, it We back? were on other states, so I was started syndicating the show. So when it left power, it was still in San Francisco. It was like in like 10 different markets. And then we started putting it, and this is when I knew the future, we started putting it on as a podcast through yeah. Podomatic. Yep. And all of a sudden, I, the guys were like, you know, shout out to Chris. It was like, yo, let's put it as a podcast. I was like, ah, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And then he would like show me the numbers. I'd be like, 40,000 people downloaded this? Wow. Shit. Like it was like, oh, okay, this is where future is at. And uh, well, 30 people will download this one. <laughs> right. Well, there 32. You go. 32 there you go. people. That's 32. all that matters. We're growing. Um, <laughs> And then, um, damn, that's awesome, bro. That's yeah, no, dude. seeing that. Congrats. So then when the Sirius XM opportunity came up, um, I what was, channel are you guys on there? We're on a pit bull station. Okay. Globalization. So I was like, I still didn't, you know, I love Sirius XM, but I didn't have Sirius XM in the car to yes. like really. So then I got Sirius XM and I listened to it for about three weeks and I was like, all right, this is the future of radio. Yeah. Like this is like, I'm listening to dance stations. There's no commercials. Mm -hmm. There's no 12, nope. 12 minutes of commercials that Nothing. you got to deal with. And I was like, oh shit. We're so used to like, uh, I, I'm so brainwashed when it comes to like a lot of the, the way I think when it comes to like radio and yeah. like whether it's doing a podcast, like even with the podcast, like, when there's like silence, I think dead air and I think it's bad. Yeah. Right. But I listen to podcasts right. all day long and it's right. like totally fine. Right. Yeah. But like my brain is so, like I'm so brainwashed you have, you by have, it. You have to rethink it all. And that's why. You're I, thinking 30 seconds, boom, hit the post, do, do, yeah. do, do, do. None of that shit matters and when then, you do serious. Cause you know, we have a show on serious. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. You uh, guys on Diplo's channel, right? On yeah. Diplo's. Yeah. If, if you would love yeah. to do a, a set, yeah. we would oh, love yeah, to have you. <laughs> So it was just like having that energy and seeing them like, you know, even Diplo's channel and and uh, BPM and, and globalization and seeing them add new records that week that's on an independent label. I'm like, all right, this is the future. They're yeah. not they're oh, not yeah. going, oh, the major labels say we need to add this. They're just they're it's gone back to where radio used to be. We'll take a risk. Yeah. Take where they're like, something. no, it's just. Is it a hot record? Let's add it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Not that's like and so that energy cuz I think I think there's less there's less downside when it comes to serious versus traditional radio in a sense of like Sirius XM is subscription. Yeah. So like they already got your money. Yep. If you're yep. listening, they got your money. Yep. Radio, if you tune out, you go somewhere else, it's kind of like you know, the whole rating system, I don't even know how they I don't understand the PPN. I don't understand right, any of right, that shit anyway. Right. But like, I know with Sirius, they're like, dude, even with us, when they gave us a show, we're on probably six years now. You're right, six. Right. And he's like, do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, we can do whatever see, we want, say whatever we you, want. Yeah, but they trust you. Yeah. They hire people that they can trust with high quality content. Yeah. They know you're not going to do something that's going to mess up your brand. They trust you guys as DJs. And we're not going to go play our, all of our cousins. Yeah. New music. No, no, no. <laughs> and just being there and now utilizing, like seeing, like, I think power tools at this day and point globally 
it's bigger than it's ever been because we're now now I have people like Blondish coming on, John Summer oh, coming dope. on. So they want to come in and do like we're doing full on interviews. That's awesome. And, and you guys have been to the Hollywood Studios, right? Yeah. 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 I, Over I, I've on, never uh, been. Oh. No, he's been. We went yeah. State of the art. Yeah, it's dope. State like it makes it makes traditional radio like look like small market shit we should utilize that more actually it's, no seriously they have like eight cameras to, yeah. to it's just state-of-the-art stuff the yeah. screens behind you um and it's not a knock on traditional radio no, i'm just sure. saying they're just yeah, at a state-of-the-art no, sure. level to where like i can interview somebody at the new york you know studios or they can come in here or it's just you know the talent that we're attracting now, uh, it's just in the resources. Now I have resources behind me to like, hey, whatever you want to do with power tools, we believe in this. We'll yeah. put resources behind it. When you know before, you've never had resources. No, never. So you have to make your own. Yeah. So how? How? What? Did, when does it run? It runs every Saturday at eight p.m. Okay. Nice. And then are you still syndicating on other? No, no, no. So no, that, no. that's completely off yeah, traditional com radio. It's completely off. But what we do do is we put it up for podcast four days. Yeah. Later. Same with ours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the okay. Yeah, yeah. We do the same yeah. thing. So we get yeah. You guys get the best of both worlds. And I, dude, I'm surprised that some of the numbers that the. the the uh downloads get on the pat you know the right. recap show not right. even a recap just when we post it to where, wherever we yeah. post it i think we right. even do like mixcloud and mixcloud and uh gets a couple I, thousand hits yeah that's which is great for us we're yeah. like oh shit okay that's, just for mixcloud too because mixcloud's a little tricky you know there's you can't rewind it there's a lot of like things yeah they got, you gotta pay to rewind <laughs> really yeah like it's that. really oh, interesting yeah. that's why like to see even yeah. views there i'm like well, that's good because I know there's a lot of flaws to this uh, platform. Right. Yeah. So right, if you're listening, sure. Mixcloud, holla at us. Let's fix <laughs> or, it. Or you could put it through Podomatic and they put it on. On all of them? Yeah. So what's the, what's the, like, to put your podcast like on Spotify with the music? Is this fine? I don't think it can go on Spotify. I don't think Spotify allows music or, podcasts anymore, but Apple Music does. Yeah. And uh, Apple, will it be on the music Apple Music app or is it on their podcast app? It's on the podcast app. It's on the podcast app. Okay, got yeah. it. Got it, got it, got yeah. it. Man, that's fucking amazing, bro. Yeah, so it's still... Um you know, it's still. By the way, the, uh, Richard exciting. Richard is the first DJ I've ever seen paint his nails, and now it's like today's like trend. Oh yeah, so I see everyone. Diplo paints his nails. <laughs> Did I start a trend? I don't You've know. You've been, if I started dude. A trend. I it remember the started first off time as I saw a bet. It started no off way. as a bet. Because this is like '90s, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. My my boy betted me. I think it was like it was like a thirty dollar bet that I wouldn't paint my fingernails. I don't know why, and I did it. And it was just a bet and I had to keep it for two weeks. And I went and I went in, I, I can't even remember. I think I had them all blue and I went into the place. I'm like, yeah, can you take this off? And she's like, it looks so good though. Maybe you change the color. And I was like, no, take this off. <laughs> and she goes, let me try black. And she put black on and I was like, all right, I'll rock with this. And yeah. it just stuck. Yeah. Cause no, even when I saw it, like black right. nails, wasn't weird to me it's just like goth right like right, goth. Right, right, right. but you you were the first dj that i saw because i would see like goth people do it. Right. it's not a big deal no it's not. but the dj wise you were the first someone had yellow nails like 
recently. I'm like, all right, let's. Yeah, got, that's a lot of people do it. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it, but like. You I, can't just do I'm, <laughs> just tell, do I'm it. telling you. I, I get the gloss. I'm I get tell, the, yeah, the shiny uh, buff when I go get my nose. If you do it, just, you'll be like, first week, you'll be like, what the hell is this? And then after that, you're going to want to keep it on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even the I'm rappers to, are doing it now, too. Yeah, so. Drake. Drake yeah. has like smiley faces or yeah. something on his Yeah. Dope. Uh, I'm yeah. trying to think of the first time I saw you play live. It was, man, it was definitely an event Gumby threw. Frank Cortez. He's <laughs> it was a, probably, he doesn't like Gumby either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Gumby. probably a diva thing. It was... I didn't get to see you live on vinyl. It was when you were on CDs. Mm -hmm. And thank God I was, you didn't see me on vinyl. No, but the crazy thing is we were all on vinyl. Right. So I'm like, how the f like I didn't understand the process of like why why would he want to be on CDs? Like vinyl's a shit. This is yeah, DJ yeah. shit. Right. And then this wasn't even CDJs, I don't think. Right. It was yeah. like real CD players. So you just got the like Denon. Denon. No, 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 no. It, no. it wasn't Denon. It was it was the Pioneer, Pioneer. CDJs. It was, yeah, but it, it was wasn't what they are today. No, 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 no. It just but, had a pitch control. Yeah. Oh, fuck, where was it, yeah. man? It was I don't do you remember? No, no. I don't I don't remember the first time. I didn't know I didn't really I didn't know you yet. And um and I was if like, it damn. was a Gumby uh, Gumby did these parties, we we used to do a night called Diva. He continued the tradition on three day on three-day weekends and that had to probably be one of his it might have been diva, diva parties yeah it might have uh, been diva because i only played at red cup once in my life no it was diva yeah it, it had to be i already knew his, you yeah. when red cup started yeah it must have been diva and i remember yeah. like seeing how fast you were mixing was i was like blown away bro like you were like because you had the cds behind you and you right. were like bouncing and rocking boop, boop, doop, going through your shit doop, boop, 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 boop. and i was like oh my god this guy's insane. you gotta take the cd out put it in what a and you were doing that just as fast <laughs> right. on vinyl i've seen right i've seen videos and shit too god, what's your technology what's your, now just now right just switch boom on the three thousands yeah. i we're even actually slowly transitioning to to using yeah. usbs it's incredible oh it's crazy gonna ditch gonna ditch the laptop i can't I, i'm gonna tell you right now and i try to tell this to my wife if you put a laptop in front of me and told me the dj yeah. I've never done it. I don't even know the first step. It blows my mind that you guys can think that way because mm -hmm. there's so many other things you have to think about while you're DJing and you just put a laptop in the mix and you guys do it so seamlessly. Boom, and you're playing the record. To me, that <laughs> blows me away. Like it's just the easiest USB. way to get around with with like searching yeah. and not. No, yeah, not. Cause you know our clubs is like super open format. Like right. we don't, you never know what you're yeah, gonna get. Bottle right. service. So. so we, we can get thrown off by someone buying a bottle that needs right. to hear something that we're completely not yeah. right. ready to play. And it's just the easiest way to no, go no, in. You can download on the spot too. You know, yeah. download on the spot. A lot of downloads on yeah. the spot. Wow, that's crazy. So I, my my simple way, I I normally for a set, I'll spend about six to eight hours getting my folder together and i'll have i'll put a second folder i have one folder that's my set yeah and it's about i'm gonna say 80 to 90 songs let's just say 90 yeah and then i have an acapella folder and then i have a folder called you're fucked <laughs> that means it's like the most commercial shit. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to go into that yeah, i have fucked. to go into that folder but then lately i've been like 
No, I don't need to bring. I've never had to go into the folder. No, no you're yeah. too. But I you're feel past like being fucked. No one's like, gonna <laughs> request songs from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah but no, I feel fucked. like for a long time I needed to have that. Hey, just in case, play this record because like the dance floor is yeah gone. But yeah, did you ever have a moment in your career where you were just like over it and over? DJing clubs, doing the road, and just thought about like, what else can I do? Did you ever have that moment? 100%. People don't realize um, just recently in, in my career, I didn't put out a dance record for four to five years. It wasn't until last year I started putting out dance records. I jumped into the whole pop production thing and I was doing stuff with Will I Am and Britney Spears and all the pop labels and placements and placements in Australia. And, and it was because it, it was a number of reasons. The EDM stuff started getting to a point where I didn't love it anymore. I liked it, but I didn't love it. So I was like, Man. is this when it got like gimmicky, like all these artists and like things started? Yes, it started getting gimmicky and it started getting very poppy. It started getting where a lot of people like Nicki Minaj on a record. Yeah. And that, and just artists that were putting out really dope records were now trying to make a radio record. Yeah. Mm. And it just, everything got watered down because everybody was chasing, everybody was chasing that radio hit. And at the time I was also burnt out from touring. Cause I was like, man, if I go back to Denver for the 50th time, is this going to be exciting? Yeah. So, and also like what, what can it really do to move my career forward? Like some of these other markets that you've done over and yeah. over yeah. and it's just for a check. Just a quick and you check. get to a point where like, man, like, do I really need to go here? Yeah, and it was, it was more of a challenge that I wanted to learn other stuff. So I dove into, you know, pop production. And you were, but I was uh, learning. You were developing artists too. Yeah, no, I was developing artists, signing artists, but I was learning their craft and watching great writers come in and be like, yo, this is where we're going to put the chorus. This is what, like I was going back to school and I was just like learning again. And that was, that was an exciting four to five years because I was learning every day as opposed to right before that. I don't think I was learning and growing. It was more like, oh, what else Routine. can we do? What else can we do? And that was a really exciting period for me. And then the EDM thing kind of came to an end. But at the same time, um, radio was no longer a factor in dance music. And you guys probably realize this, but this is the first time a generation of dance music is coming out that is not predicated on radio. Yeah. yeah. So it's just pure. Mm -hmm. So everybody's back to that space of, I'm just gonna make a dope record because I love this mm -hmm. and I want to play this out. Mm -hmm. And that was the same spirit in the early 90s. Nobody was trying to make a radio record. And so I fell back in love with dance music again. Mm. And it was like, it just pulled me back in. And you know, and, and during COVID, I started seeing all these records come out, I'm like, this record's dope. And like, who, you know, this record that Sid is putting out is dope. Yeah. This record, like, and now, like, I'm like a kid in the candy store again. Like, I listen to, like, about anywhere from 150 to 200 new records a week for Power Tools. Wow. Oh, shit. Like, I'm excited because I'm listening as a fan. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, this is dope. I want to play this. And, and now what's really cool, and you guys probably realize this, is, like, 
they're sending out promos like three or four weeks before they even come out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I get to play this three, ra- you know, three weeks before it comes out. Like there's an excitement yeah. again in dance The way music. it used to be. Yeah, there's that same energy of like just dope artists making records for the dance floor. And you see them also streaming well, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and that's what's really dope too. And it's like, it's pure because nobody's going, oh, I got this radio smash well, there's a, <laughs> that's been eliminated. I feel like there's a big young generation of people that pride in digging and finding something even on SoundCloud and yeah, like YouTube, they, SoundCloud. they don't want yeah. popular shit. Dead. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I agree. There's people that are like the new generation, which is which is great for them, is like they think house music started with like Daft Punk. And that's kind of like their starting point. And so mm. so they have a certain energy that they're bringing to the party, which I think is really, really dope. And these young, you know, the young producers that are producing are like they're doing some of the dopest music I've heard in a while. But you're also seeing like uh, people that came up when I came up putting out like Armand Van Helden is killing it right now. Uh, you've seen people are they from- still doing duck sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they yeah, bought yeah. it back. They're working yes. on something right now. Yes. yes. Him and A Track. Yeah. Him and A Track. I mean, they've all those guys have always been killing it, but it's just dope to see the veterans still doing stuff, and everybody's on the same page. We're all on the same frequency again. And the young and it's back yeah. to house and techno. And the younger yeah. guys are remaking all the classics. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why I yeah. mentioned. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's dope too, Someone because it, and they're putting a flip on it because like. Oh, I've never heard this in the club. So they don't even remember being in the club. Yeah. They just re- like it as a dope record. So they do their flip on it. And it's, it's pretty dope right now. We're, we're, we're house music and techno's at right now. Um, so are we getting a, a new house connection? <laughs> actually, we're going to put out the, mi- we recorded the mix that we did. Oh, nice. So you're going to yeah, put yeah, that out? Yeah, we're nice. going to put that out. Nice. Um, what about some original production oh, from yeah, you two? Oh, I don't know if we'll put out another single together. He has a couple of singles coming out. I have a single coming out on House Trap, September 22nd, called Dance Your Ass Off. I have about three other singles that are coming out, a couple on Somatic. So I have like four singles for the rest of the year coming oh. out. Was Bad Boy yeah. Bill a hip-hop DJ first? Because the way he's crap, I was like, this yeah, guy he was, was in the DMCs. He was, yeah, he was yeah, like the I first. That. first uh, I, I obviously w- was aware of him as a house DJ yeah. and he was the first house DJ I heard like scratching. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, this is no, I think he started off battle style. He was into hip hop and graffiti and stuff like that. But being in Chicago, that's, you know, the home of house music. They were of course onto house music way before we were in LA. Yeah. yeah. So he brought that battle style and there was other guys that were scratching to house music, but back then, in my opinion, he preferred, yeah. yeah, he did. Chicago yeah, he, has some yeah. dope, like. Oh like, no! To be in Chicago back then, you had to be a dope DJ. There was like no, house DJs were cutting. Like, was that guy um, Pumping Pete? Yeah, from Chicago? there was Pumping Pete. There was Julian Jumping Perez. They were all doing very aggressive hip hop type of tricks, and you had to be like the quality of DJs in Chicago, in my opinion, at that point in time in the nineties. Uh, they were ahead of everybody in the quality of DJs. Where New York, they were more of like, I'm going to blend these two records for two minutes and you don't even know I'm into the next record Mm. type of vibe. And then in LA, 
we were kind of the mix of New York yeah. and Chicago. Chicago. Uh, but man, in in LA, I, I the quality of DJs weren't as sophisticated as the quality in Chicago. It it took a little while for us to to finally you know everybody get on that page because you know mixing vinyl back then you can't just walk up and mix vinyl. Yeah. But there were some DJs that were trying to just walk up and yeah. mix vinyl. The cool, th the, the cool thing about buying house records was like, especially for me, I was not familiar with a lot of the names. Right. So I would have to go to Beat Nonstop or right. DMC on Melrose or, or Street Sound or like just yeah. any of these record stores and sit there or even like Exodus and, and World Records yeah. and uh, Norwalk Records. There's all these spots. We all and did that. and we would all, have yeah. to listen. I yeah. would. And with hip hop, you just know what you want. Oh right. shit, they got the new Snoop song, the, the, the Dog Pound. All right, here we right, go. I want right, this. I want right. that. But house, you would have to sit there and like because there'd listen, be so many listen. new producers and new records that would come out every week. I mean, but it made it fun. That no, going to the record store was like you know was like it was my funnest time. I always had like you know I would have no money in the bank, but I would take a hundred dollars and buy 10 imports. What was oh, your favorite record store growing up? Exodus was the one for me. Exodus, uh, shout out to Burt. Um, that was the place that I think we connected on styles mm -hmm. and he would order records that he thought I would like. Where was Exodus was cool. again? I, I've been there, but I don't Exodus remember. Exodus was in Montebello, right Montebello. by the Montebello Town Center. Yep. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, DMCs and Street Sounds and Beat Nonstop, they were all dope. The reason I, I liked those was it was like, you just get to the street and you, oh, you got go to three, options. right, right. Yeah, because right. if you go to Montebello, like, yeah. all right, you go to Montebello. Yeah, you're stuck out there. And then you might have to drive to uh, Whittier or... But like, yeah, I don't know where Montebello is. <laughs> Montebello is like, is that South off the 60? Yeah, off South the 60. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. But that's, so, but back then there was kind of like a... a a mafia i won't say a mafia but you would only a record store would only order 10 copies of right. something mm -hmm. and so they would be like They're all spoken for yeah i'm gonna put these nine aside for my boys for these people that come in on a regular basis yeah so i would come in and maybe i wasn't getting the best records that were i worked available. at a record store i know yeah uh, yeah <laughs> same <laughs> as opposed to at uh at exodus he would put those records aside oh, for, for you yeah. yeah so you and were and exodus is responsible for a couple of like huge fucking monster records like he was like bro i only ordered one of these but i think you're gonna like it and it was fucking pump panel wow it was just Whoa. so i was playing that record for the longest time no other stores had the record wow they didn't know the name because you didn't know the name the white label yeah people would come in and be like is the one goes doom do 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 you what the fuck how are you gonna order that <laughs> yeah you know so for a while there i was playing i was the only no shazam one. back then there was nope. no shazam <laughs> you had to bring like a tape recorder yeah and just like oh just yes. recorded yeah no so shit. i was you know we had that kind of working relationship i remember the the guy working uh his name was marcos he had uh just done uh cafe con leche Presidente. and like hey here, here's the acetate like we had that type of like dope that plug yeah that plug we were, we were in sync and i actually i was i started when i was releasing my first two uh this is a test volume one and volume two i did a deal with you could buy it at exodus first i gave it to mm -hmm. exodus first so i had a long-term working relationship with them 
and finding music like that back then was awesome. Yes. Yeah, so but now fun. it's amazing. It just all comes to my laptop. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this record's Sit dope. Sit at home. Yeah, this tech. record's dope. It's like, oh, new Diplo record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys play it on the show or yeah. put it on the site? <laughs> That's just, you know, the way, mo- the way music moves today is just as exciting. And and now, bro, sometimes on, on IG, somebody will be like, oh, I just did this bootleg remix of Everybody Rules the World. Uh, DM them right there. Send me this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And boom, you have yeah, it right lot, then. Yeah. And boom, it's on Power Tools that weekend. You should give someone your stems and like just ha- do like ha- not not where not you do it, but like a producer that's up and coming that you like, right? Or even a, a couple of them and right. give them all the stems to one, and then and then yeah, put and out re- like a it, yeah. reboot like yeah. EP. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. And then we can drop it on Headliner Music Club. Yeah, you know? that'd be super cool. Yeah, yeah it's it's amazing the way the way music is moving and. And like the record that I have coming out on uh, on House Trap, like I came up with an idea. I shot it to this guy, Am Brooks in UK. He started off the track. Then he sent it to this other guy in LA. Oh, yeah. Then they send it back to me. I finish up the record. Like to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Technology is amazing. Technology, not have to get into the room with somebody and be able to collab from somebody from the UK, somebody else, you know, uh, Lost at the Rave in LA. And it's just, it's really exciting you, time right now. Did you get a, did you get a, a chance to like do a lot of UK tours? Cause no, I know like, I did not. I feel like the, the year, even like just all of Europe, yeah. like uh, the, the house scene over there yeah. is pretty massive too, right? Yeah. Back. So back then in, and this is where I started learning, like, you know, the hard house and all that. If you go to Europe, like, like they, they were just on a different frequency. Yeah. And, and so I didn't have very many opportunities because back then I didn't really have, uh, let's just say my, to be able to play a full set of just house music. I didn't have that down. That wasn't in my repertoire. Cause for the longest time you're playing at raves and stuff. We are like, yo, I got to start off at 134 BPMs and work my way down. Mm. So it took a long time for me to really, I think hone in just playing a dope house set. Right. And, and I still don't even know if I have it down. <laughs> you, know? We just, yeah. you know how our <laughs> sets are. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> all just, over the place. Yeah. It's just, you're still, you're still learning like, oh, man, I always go back and like, man, I should not play these two records or these mm. two records should have been like mm. a little later on. But, um, yeah, I didn't have, you know, I did Japan a lot. I did Australia a lot because I like that was a big record in Australia. Oh, wow. So I, I, I've done more of them. But Europe is not something that I can say that, yeah, I've conquered. It's a whole different town, huh? Like, so whole, whole different sound, different people. Yeah, 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 there, there are. Because there's some people that might be massive out there that just never crossed over to this, to the States. There's, I mean, right now in dance music, there are people that I'll have on power tools and they'll be like, yo, do you want this DJ? And I'm like, I've heard a couple of his songs. I think they're dope. Let me look them up on Instagram. 740,000 followers? Yeah. Damn, this guy's massive. Yeah. Crazy. Like, it's, and that's where, like, I have, are you guys familiar with A-Lock? Yeah. Okay, so. I'm not. He's uh, okay. from Brazil, right? Yeah, he's from Brazil. Yeah, yeah. So, 
I knew I played a couple of A-Lock records maybe six, seven years ago, and they were cool. And somebody's like, yo, do you want to have A-Lock on? And I was That's like, dope. oh, I remember those records. And let me, boom, boom. So A-Lock has more followers than Tiesto, Cascade, no and Stevie Oki combined. And he has crazy, like, combined like fans. Like, I've crazy. had a lot of requests no for it. Oh, he did a, a New Year's Eve party for free in the streets of Brazil and a million people showed up. Wow. So, like, it's crazy because he's not a household name yeah. in the Out States here, yet. Everywhere else, but yeah. globally, and that's, yeah, that's what I love. Point. It's like a lot of these guys. You yeah, know? that's what I love about how music is moving right now. Yeah. There's so many fans with the internet. You can build different pockets in different places. It's funny how like a lot of people, um, I, I grew up very just regional, local kid, where like to me, like I thought everyone knew who uh, Mark V and Poogie, all, like, right. all the hard house guys, right. I thought they yeah, were yeah. just, oh, this is, right. everyone listens to this shit. And, and obviously not the case. And, um, and uh, wait, what was that? I'd lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> this is live. This is always don't live. don't edit this part. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Holy fuck! Maybe I was starting to how the music was not. Uh, no, no you you realize? I think you were trying to go to the point of like you would go to different cities or different places, and you realize like oh okay, it's not the guys same were like as more. No, this is what I was gonna say. So yeah. so I always thought like oh house music, right? But now I'm learning. There's so many fucking different genres yes, of sub genres. House. Tech, so yeah. yeah, like tech house, yeah. deep house, uh, fucking, you know, just. Yeah, there's so you many. You obviously yeah. know way more yeah. than me, but yeah. I mean, there's insane. It's just like hip hop. Go on so. like the, the dance house music Twitter threads. Oh, my God. They're just arguing, arguing all day about this genre, this genre. Like it's that. not I'm just like, house music. Yeah. You, you, it's just like so many different oh, pockets. Mel melodic techno house. I from, call you know. it for me. It's all house and techno. Yeah. For me, that's how I just look at, you can give bass house, tech house, Latin tech house. You can give a, all these different terms. I still look at it as house music in techno yeah like it's still the same you know and now i i had explained the other day they're like well isn't house music edm and right. i had a like for me this is just my perspective and people may say ah that's wrong I, there's for me there's a difference between house and edm i think edm is its own thing and house music and they were like well what's the difference and i and i EDM was dance music that made you jump up and down. Mm -hmm. Confetti blast. Like a yes. big room. House like music, dance music makes you dance for four like hours. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's a groove. So yeah. there is a difference. I don't consider, for me, I don't consider house EDM. I, I, I what I'm producing agree. right now to me is house and techno. And I'm not dissing EDM. But I think there's a there's a difference. And I think yeah. the new generation that is coming up too, like they're like, you know, they're screaming house music. I fucking love house, house, house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But even like the the more groovy or like just, you know, just mellow dance music. Right. And right. you see them at the festival and the drops is like not like a big room drop. Right. It'd be like a mellow drop. Right? Yeah. But the whole crowd's going yeah. nuts. Yeah. 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 But a lot of the, I, f I feel like even in today's uh, even EDM, they got those crazy cores into a big drop and uh, into a big build. And then right. the drop yeah. is just like a mellow drop. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and he's yeah, like, oh, yeah. shit, okay. It's going a different route, too. They're yeah. trying to, like, merge. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to merge the different worlds. I think I think for a while there, uh, EDM became very um, simplified. It was like, here's a big drum roll. Say something right, right before the drop. Yeah. And then have the drop hit with a kick and just one loud synth. And the it's synth like, was always very, trendy. Yeah. It was like a okay, this, this is a sound now, and then like yeah. the sound that's an old sound. Now it's this sound, yeah. and it was yeah. just like a vocal chop versus uh, a big sounding synth versus right. versus uh, you know, no, a hundred percent. And I think it became very formula. Where to now? I think house music is like, bro, let's start off. I just got a record that the kick doesn't come in till two and a half minutes. Let's just start off with claps. Like there's no, it's not a necessarily formula. It's just like, let's just make something dope. Let's make something different. Yeah. yeah there's um, a lot of records that are like that now where, I, where like I, I throw the shit off out of these uh, confetti and sound guy, or oh lighting guys at the right. club where they hear the build right. and then they hit the confetti and yeah. then it'll be like another, another like a bar or two of claps <laughs> or right, vocals. Right. And they're just like way too early. Right. Yeah. That happens a lot now. We're just like, you never know where you're yeah. going to get. So amazing you're screwing the the light guy they're screwing me because oh. <laughs> right. at the end of the, no they're the screwing me because no, the yeah. crowd thinks i hit it yeah you know what's crazy every like, time something yeah. goes off in the club the dj did it it could be like the fire alarm goes so a off. couple djs right in uh, vegas part of their deal is if you don't hit the cryo or confetti on point or on like the right drop right the club has to pay a fine to the is part of their contract. No way. Their cup mm. pays like a couple G's or well, 5,000. Some of the big guys bring in their own sound, yeah. uh, sound lighting, yeah. confetti. Yeah. They have their whole team doing it. And then there is like, even like Pauline was working that time. Yeah. And there was a couple managers yelling at her because they didn't hit the, she didn't hit the uh, confetti on, on time. Right. Like, I, this isn't my job. And like he started like hitting it himself, and then he would hit it wrong. Yeah. And then the DJ would look at him, and but he was trying to play manager and right. yelling at her when he was he fucking up too. Yeah. What Maybe a bum. The DJ. I mean, if you have fake drops, then you gotta. I, I don't know the solution. Only the DJ knows when the actual yeah. drop is. Gonna no, that's happen. true. Because or know. somebody on his team that knows that record. Just give me the just give me the confetti button, man. Yeah. I'll do it myself. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder like if. Sometimes I wonder, because there's some lighting guys that are very um, on point mm. every time. And I'm always wondering, like, do they know every record or do they have like a, a camera on my probably been, Well, the ones screen. that we play at like frequently, like they probably know our sets, like, you know, like, and they probably no, hear, but sometimes, yeah. bro, like, I feel like, oh, they, they can see what's next. Like, I, I just, it's yeah. something and they can see the wave. I don't know, bro. Like. This shit is too I think important. They're li I think they're listening. I don't think they're looking. I think they're listening and they're so yeah. good at knowing how to capture that moment at the right drop. And you got to remember that same guy is at the club four nights a week. Yeah. So he's pretty much has it down. But there is some people that do have a camera on your. Used to be what's the one? Because uh, there was one where they're showing music Liv. videos. Liv used to do that. Mm. There you go. Liv. Right. And the guy next to you would yeah. like just see. What and you're I was playing. like, how? No, no. There, there was a different time where he was like, oh, I have a camera that's pointing to your screen. Ah. It, it might have been. what it was. I, I remember. Yeah. Where it was. Oh, it so he been sees the song you're playing and, and then he plays would play the video. Because yeah. it was like, that's yo, dope. how is the music video in sync? Yeah. 
And I'm not like a video DJ, so right. I was just like, what the fuck? And he was like, I have a camera there, yeah. so I know what you're playing. I was like, oh, shit, okay. Dope. Man, amazing, bro. Yeah, so dude. what's going on now, and what's next? And I feel like I wish I would have asked Instagram questions, because no, I know there's, there's some flooded, shit that yeah. people want to know. They're like, bro, you had Richard there, and you didn't ask him about this? And it's just like, fuck, nah, I you're think right. We covered, I think we covered everything. Um, I what's next if not is, we'll have you well, back yeah yeah part two. i think um you know in the immediate future we're doing some really really cool stuff with uh sirius xm with power tools i think uh we have a couple of cool things lined up that i'm excited about and that venture is really dope i've relaunched uh my dance label somatic again with uh, david garcia and we just put yeah. out a single uh with tima d called front and back that's uh that's got some cool vibes on it and i've got like and then you did four singles one with out. uh bam bam that's the one with bam bam that's and the t one yeah 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 got and it. tima d um with bam bam tima d and dj chic um that's another legend too bam bam yeah, bam, bam, bam bam used bam. to yeah. dj bam bam i think they had like a mohawk or some shit yeah, at one point yeah, yeah, little was, mohawk bam's crazy he had a cool um, look and you know that's that's kind of uh, I'm working on a, a documentary. Nice. That I'm, there pretty, you go. that I'm pretty excited about. Do you have um, old footage, like video footage of I of have, like old interviews yes, and yes. power tools? Oh, yes. That's gonna be so dope. Who would I film? Have, actually, I'm not doing a documentary on on power tools. No, I know, Luckily, but like it's part of the story. As as um so the documentary that I'm doing, it's I'm really excited about and I'm working with some really, really talented people on this it's a it's a documentary about how things started in los angeles in the uh, dj scene and it actually started it in east la in the early 80s okay and it was the generation before me yeah like i'm here because of what how these people what they did and i know i've inspired other djs 100%. and it all goes back to what this boom that happened in the early 80s, how they created a club culture from nothing, from just hard work, printing up flyers, mm -hmm. renting halls, doing house parties, eventually moving to Florentine Gardens and doing the Casa. And it's really telling that story of how dance music really started in Los Angeles. Wow, it's a nice. very, it's very cool. It's, it was underground and it's, it's like, uh, and I get to pay homage to the people that came before me. Um, and we got some really, really cool people that we're working with really cool company with in the mall behind it. And, uh, there's, there's some big names behind it. I don't want to mention any of the big names yet, yeah. but that will all be coming out soon. Dope. Um, oh, yeah. but Looking yeah, we're, we've, we're, we're starting to, sh we've, we've been working on this for a while, but it goes into full production mode next month. Nice. nice. Yeah. I'm Very really, excited yeah, for that. that. That I'm excited to tell that story because the story is bonkers. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Man, thank you, yeah. Richard. Thank you, man. No, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, we would love to have you on Fade University one day, so no pressure. Yeah, when I get that call, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> get it has now. to be in person. Yeah. Hey, do you okay. want to be on the show? Okay, there you go. There you go. Man, there we're you not. Go. We're not. We're do not. I get asking. to mix here with the plastic on the stuff. You get to mix here, bro. We got. You'll the take 3, off 000. the plastic. We'll take off the All plastic. Right, dope. All right. Thank you guys right. for listening. Thank you, guys. Richard Vision. Thank you again. Thank so you. much.
congrats on 30 years. Yep. Thank you. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.